a lot of them are with energy, uh, mm. people just dealing with fatigue and, you know, they start adding back in carbs again and adding back in dairy and it helps a little bit, but a lot of people that have just come from like keto or intermittent fasting, um, and they start kind of getting back to a balanced way of life. Mm. Um, but still feel like they don't have as much energy as they used to have just adding it in, um, uh, really increases that also libido is a big one that I get, um, people where maybe one partner it's higher than the other. They found it balances out that dynamic, which is really cool. Cause that could save relationships. Mm. Um, and actually one of my favorite studies on Sheila G was on testosterone mm. and, um, how it actually increases, um, free and total testosterone just in 90 days. So three months of 250 milligrams twice a day, but I think 500, you know, once a day would do it. And that's just like two and a half of my tablets. So it's not that much. And, uh, low testosterone is kind of an epidemic nowadays, both with men and women, you know, women mm. need it too. Um, and it won't increase your testosterone. So I want to put that out there. You know, if you, you know, women, you aren't going to grow a beard or you know, anything like that. it's not going to cause hertuism or anything, but it brings hormonal balance with the minerals that it gives you. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and skincare and currently formulating uh, makeup. It'll be exciting when I can say we've got skincare and makeup out. But today I am interviewing again, having him again back to the podcast, uh, Matt Blackburn, back by popular demand. Matt is the creator of Mito Life Supplements and the Mito Life Academy. And he's just a super nice uh, guy. He lives in the States, like off the grid. And Craig and I always have a bit of a joke when he laughs. We just love his laugh, but he's just a really super happy guy and he's passionate about helping people improve their lives um, and their and their health. So we've had him on the podcast before to talk about polyunsaturated fat. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. But today we're getting him on to talk about one of his products um, that's made of Shilogy, which is this dirty black bloody resin that just tastes like balls. Actually, Craig whinges about it every morning when I give it to him. Um, but the good thing about Matt's uh, product is it's in tablets, so you can just swallow it down. So a lot of the shilogies that other shilogies you can buy come as like like an actual resin that you've got to scoop out of the container and put in hot water. So you have to actually like drink this muddy water. But um, mats are amazing. They're in little tablets, which are really super easy to take. And obviously you don't um, taste them, but, you know, we've tried other ones and yeah, we just love mats, easy tablet forms. So we've both noticed, we've probably been taking it now for about four months, I think. And we've both noticed an increase in our energy. So that's just one of the amazing benefits uh, of Shilogy. So yeah, in this episode, Matt just talks all about um, Shilogy, you know, what it is, how it's created, how you take it, and what are some of the benefits um, that people see from using it. 
Now, um, if you go to Matt's website, Mito Life, you can use discount code KITTY, K-I-T-T-Y, 15, to get 15% off any of his um, products, including his Shilogy, which is called, and I always say this wrong, Panacea, I think. I think that's how you say it. Um, But Craig always pays me out. Um, But no, I really love this episode. I love catching up with Matt. He talks about his goats and his beehives. And yeah, he's just a really um, super nice super nice guy who wants to help people improve their health. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as me. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review, you know, write in the comments, tell us what you liked about the episode or tell me what, you know, you'd like to hear more of, you know, what topics you'd like us to um, to talk about and take a screenshot and share it on Instagram with your biggest takeaways and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. It just helps to spread the word about the podcast and really get it out there so we can, you know, help free other women from all the crazy restrictive diets. So let's get into the episode. Hey, Matt, welcome back to the Win It Life uh, podcast. Matt Blackburn, uh, creator of Mito Life and the, is it called the Mito Life Academy? Is that what the Academy is called? It is, yeah. yeah and I have yeah, private videos on YouTube every yeah. month. Just, just all around them. like good guy, biohacker, has got, Craig and I were like laughing, not laughing at you, but we just love it. We love your laugh. Like we were listening, I was listening to one of your podcasts. I was like, how good's Matt's laugh? Like he's just this like happy, obviously people can't see him now, but he's got this awesome smile. He's just like a really happy, happy guy. But before we jump into, I wanted to get him on to talk about one of his awesome um, products. Uh, it's Shilogy, but his name for it is Panacea. But before we do that, just give everyone a quick update on what's been going on in your personal life. So you got engaged, you've got this, moved into this amazing house, you know, you're like, doing all this, these things to it. You've got the goats, you've got the beehive and everything. It's looking pretty awesome from what I can see in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's falling into place beautifully. Definitely um, blessed with a lot of uh, just awesome things surrounding me and um, keeping stress low, even <laughs> though it's a lot of work, constant work, uh, getting settled into the homestead here. But yeah, I've been diving um, really deeply into beekeeping um the last that's so months. cool is it really yeah. like like obviously like you, you you I would have no idea about beekeeping and you know when you start to do something you're like wow this is way more in depth than I thought <laughs> is it right yeah and it's it's really how far you want to go like I think if you just want to be just just basic and ha- collect some honey and you know protect the hives from predators and make it sustainable um you definitely don't have to like inspect the hives every day or even every mm-hmm. week and, um, you know, know about the social structure of the, of the hive. Uh, cause there's so many different aspects. The queen could actually be pretty cruel. Like she'll actually go around and kill, um, the other Queens to, uh, really? to solidify her reign. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> um, yeah, so there, there's not a, one queen, there's multiple Queens. Well, if the hive splits, they'll, um, it'll actually split in half. So like we actually were risking that recently because there was such a flower bloom here and, you know, it's been hot and there's water up here in North Idaho. And so just really productive, you know, uh, nectar production because these <laughs> yeah. nectar and honey and the box that we got filled up, it's an eight frame and it filled up within two weeks, like really? full. And that's kind of unprecedented. I mean, it, it's context with how fast, mm. fast you get honey. Mm. It could be weeks. It could be months. It could be the next year. 
But in this case, it was just boom. And if they run out of room, they'll swarm, which means uh. they take the queen leaves with half the bees. But before she leaves, she'll kind of lay really? some queen cells that'll hatch new queens. And the queens will fight to the death. To, so really? Left. <laughs> yeah. So how do you actually start the hive? Like, do you get a group of bees, like some queen, a queen, some queen bees? And then what are the other ones called? Well, yeah, it's usually called a nuke box. And mm. you, um, we actually drove to Washington to find a beekeeper that was a really hardcore guy. He actually worked <laughs> in a rock quarry. So he was like a miner. Like, we drove through all these piles of rocks and we get to the top of this hill. And on his work site, he had like 50 hives. And the wind was probably like 40 miles. And it was like really strong wind. And he was just, talking our ear off about the beehives. And so he ended up selling us two boxes and how it works is pretty much they'll take out the frames and mm. then put it in a box and always make sure that the queen's there. And he actually marked the queen with a marker. So really? they make a little device where you can capture the queen, press her little body down and then mark her with a little non-toxic oh <laughs> dot, a little white dot. <laughs> wow. So you <laughs> buy it- this, you buy that, tray or whatever it is and it has the queen and has the worker bees in it as well so you just take that whole thing with you correct yeah and then you transfer that in your box and it's called like a brood box or um and the brood is like it's interesting because you know i grew up with winnie pooh and a lot of us did you always yeah. think bears are after the honey yeah bears are actually after the brood because it's like oh. protein and i'm oh. sure they eat some sugar and they love the comb mm. but they really love the brood which is basically the bee babies <laughs> so, oh wow so in the, in the bottom box, um, the bees will, will be constantly, you know, bees live four to six weeks and the queen lives four to five years just because she eats royal jelly and they eat, you know, uh, bee bread, a mixture of bee pollen and honey. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could feed them sugar water and there's a big debate about that. People are, you know, obviously keto anti-sugar even the oh, really? and so they're like oh, you don't want me. you don't want you don't want honey created from white sugar you know it's are you funny. kidding <laughs> oh that's hilarious and so like when it gets full do you pull it out and do you what scrape all the honey off and then give them a fresh like new tray or something to build the honeycomb again well that's the traditional way and that's the way uh lang langstroth hives i believe landstroth there's all these different variations of beehives like mm. uh types that you can do. Um, but there's this main one and yes, like you said, in general, you would remove the frames and you put them in a extractor that spins them. Mm. So they either make them electronic or manual and you hand crank it and it spins the honey out and then it just flows out. The problem with that is that you'll get some dead bees in there. Which if you've ever picked up honey from a farm, you know that. So we're experimenting with this thing called a flow hive, which I saw ads for years ago. And I think mm. pretty sure they're from New Zealand or Australia or somewhere like that. And uh, it's a pretty innovative idea. The whole idea is that you don't disturb the bees as much. Mm. So when you harvest, you actually don't kill any, like not even one. So they designed it. So there's, you literally just put in a key, you turn it and the honey just flows out. It crack, It kind of cracks the cells open mm. and the honey will just flow out. And so you can actually harvest frame by frame so if mm. you just want to leave some for winter you could just do one or two instead of traditional beekeeping you have to do all of them at once mm. which could kill your hive 
up here when it snows if you don't leave them any honey. So the benefit of wow. this style, which people say, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, <laughs> this is a fad. It's something new. I, I've heard great things and their, their Q and A's on YouTube is are really good with uh, mm. beekeeping questions and really knowledgeable. And I just like the kind of, I think there's better ways to do farming. That's kind of why I got into homesteading. You know, I'm, I'm that, I'm that guy that, you know, is trying to improve things, but um, I, I think there are better ways than the traditional way, like even mm. just down to the water, like most mm. Farms you go to, they're giving their animals well water, like most mm. of the grass-fed beef you get, or mm. pastured eggs, or whatever. They're giving them hard water, full of calcium and iron. So, what does mm. that do to the final product? It it takes away from some of the nutritional value by, you know, depleting the animals of copper and magnesium, and certain things. So, mm. Mm, uh, wow, well, that's so cool. <laughs> I love. Well, yeah, you know, when we come for our visit eventually, Matt, when we can travel, we'll come over and we'll visit visit you, and we'll have some honey from your beehive and some goat milk <laughs> from yeah. your amazing goats. Do you ever make any cheese? I really love goat's cheese. Like, I know I've seen you make some cheese before, like, but do you make, I guess you're probably not making bloody brie and, you know, like feta and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was making soft uh, goat cheese last year, mm. which was a lot easier than I thought it was. It's basically really? just, I think I would do two gallons at a time, heating it on the stove. Um, With the lemon... Soup- vinegar isn't it that you put in yeah, yeah I, did. I tried lemon juice and that was kind of a pain and I kind of changed the flavor and so I liked the apple cider vinegar mm. about a cup to two gallons is what I was doing and that makes wow. the proteins coagulate and so yeah, yeah. you heat it up to it's been so long but I think it was like 170 or something you add that you strain it you know you hang it from a nut milk bag or something over the sink mm. um, but yeah I used to eat raw goat cheese the hard stuff as a snack um, mm-hmm. back when I was like working multiple jobs and minimum wage and listening to podcasts and stuff. Uh, I just like have my milk, my cheese. And I didn't know I was already like peeing. <laughs> so good. I just love cheese. It's the best. I just love Parmesan cheese. It's just so tasty. Anyway, oh yeah. Sorry. I'm just yeah. like, getting off topic. We're like 10, 15 minutes in. We haven't even started talking about the shilogy. Okay. So, um, shilogy, what is shilogy? This like mountain dirt that <laughs> it's not mountain dirt but you know tell the viewers what it is where it comes from yeah so shilajit is um usually it's a blackish brown sub uh, substance but they're they're white and different colors of it throughout the world but it oozes out of high elevation mountain ranges mm. uh, around the world um, siberian mountains in russia um you know the himalayan mountains the um, rocky mountains even um, any high elevation mountain range, usually above nine, 10,000 feet, you're going to find shilajit. And when it gets hot, it'll actually ooze out of the cracks of the mountain. And um, another word for it is uh, asphaltum. There's all these different words. Um, uh, people have called it panacea, mm. which means, you know, a cure for everything, essentially. Um, which, you know, I'm not claiming consult your doctor. (laughs) The reason why I got that name is because it's pretty much a condensed ecosystem. So over Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of years, some people say millions, um, trapped plant and animal matter in the mountains were condensed under pressure into this resin substance called shilajit. And it has all the minerals in it. So pretty much the whole periodic table, 84 plus 
minerals, a lot of which were missing, which are important for glucose metabolism. Mm. And that's why a lot of people are having health ailments is even these little minerals like indium or vanadium, things we've never heard of mm. have a huge effect. And I liken it to uh, plants. And it was mm. the chemist Justice von, Lie von Liebig that originally was trying to figure out where life came from. And he burned plants down to ash. Mm. And he found three minerals, uh, nitrogen, phosphate, and potassium, NPK. And that started the NPK fertilizer business, which was not just you know a, a US thing. It went worldwide. Mm. And specifically salt based NPK. And what that does is that causes plants to bloat. Uh, salt makes the, so the salt-based fertilizer makes the plants bloat. And it looks like, it looks like lettuce. It tastes like lettuce, but it's not what lettuce should be um, because of the fertilizer that they use. And so I speak out a lot against uh, green juice and that mm. whole cleansing movement because you're, um, getting these minerals, nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, they'll even add agri agricultural lime to it, limestone to alkalize mm. the soil because the fertilizer is so acidic. And so there's this chemical cocktail and this relates to shilajit. This is why I got into it. The fertilizer and the tap water and the acid rain and all the other air pollutants and things that seep into our groundwater. What that does is that throws off the soil chemistry, the nitrogen cycle, and the carbon cycle and a lot of other cycles. There's the, the sulfur cycle. There's like eight or nine, maybe more in the soil, but there's this beautiful symphony on how a land plant, when the biogeochemical cycles are intact, actually take a rock and turn it into a usable organic mineral. And to do that, uh, they basically just need microbes in the soil. So they need bacteria and there's acidic and alkaline ones. They need fungus and they need the stuff called fulvic acid, which is what really got me into shilajit. And so the plants will actually use this stuff, fulvic acid, to attach a negatively charged carbon to a rock, which is positively charged and make it an organic mineral. So that's, you know, when people say this food is high in calcium or this food's high in zinc or this food's high in whatever mineral. Um, the form matters. And, um, a lot of the time it's in the wrong form because of the agricultural practices that we're using and that we've been using since the industrial revolution started. And so basically our food is subpar and you could go two ways with this. And I went one way with this for years where you get very orthorexic and you say, I'm not going to eat anything. It's all poison. It's all subpar. I'm just going to be really extreme and just live on like honey, bee pollen, milk, and royal jelly. <laughs> but you can take a more balanced approach. And that's just to say, oh, okay, there's this thing called shilajit, which is a natural whole food substance that's a resin that contains all these minerals that aren't in the food anymore because they, you know, they strip the topsoil, monocropping, over farming, just using the soil over and over again and not putting back in the minerals, let alone the plants can uptake the minerals. That's a whole nother piece, you know, and shilajit has fulvic acid. So you have the minerals, you have the fulvic acid, both of which are missing. And so when you take shilajit with your meal 
or without, but with the meal is very useful. You don't get the increased white blood cell count, the leukocytosis that you would get normally if you're eating, you know, say an NPK grown salad or yeah. usually the vegetables are the worst. Mm. Um, you know, fruit isn't as bad, but vegetables just, they soak up the minerals directly. It's not to say never eat them. It's just mitigate is my thing. Mm. And I've been mitigating the mineral issue, say the inorganic mineral issue mm. for several years with Shilajit. Um, it's the cornerstone of Ayurvedic medicine. It's, um, it's a synergizer with anything you take it with. So other herbs. So if you take you know, I used to take Makuna, uh, dopamine booster or Bacopa, which is like a nootropic or, or even Chinese herbs or, you know, ginseng or any other herb, it will actually multiply the effect. And my experience has been having it with coffee and caffeine with like cream and maple syrup and your collagen. It, that is like a amazing cocktail. I do that every time before my interviews and uh, it's a, it's a brain booster. And, and, and to simplify this whole thing, um, minerals allow enzymes to function. And so for example, like magnesium allows 3,700 enzymatic reactions. And that's a lot. It's like 40% mm. of our enzymes, but these small minerals that we've never heard of that like, uh, vanadium, even tungsten, some of these metals that are uh, quote unquote toxic, we need them in small amounts. Um, they activate these electrical highways and going back to the NPK thing, you know, nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, calcium, these are usually the four minerals that our foods grown with, but they're, you know, the whole periodic table in addition to that. So just like we have as humans, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, chloride, we can be healthy with these things, but we also have copper and zinc and all of these other minerals that are really important for just maintaining homeostasis um, in our chemistry. So um, it's really about balancing the system. And Shilajit is the ultimate balancer because all of the minerals in it are bound to fulvic acid. Mm -hmm. So they're all ionic. The body can recognize them. And even if you have too much of one, it will just go right through you because it's bound to fulvic acid. So it's a really, um, it, it's a really amazing sub, uh, substance with, I mean, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, mm. I, I got into it for iron overload. That was probably the main thing because it actually will chelate excess iron. And this is very controversial it's not laid out in one study, black and white, like in the title, Shilajit will chelate excess iron. But when you look at the effect of fulvic acid, that's what it does. Mm. Um, and that is kind of priceless in today's world with iron fortified foods and, you know, acid rain, liberating excess iron mm. in the soil. And that seeps into our groundwater. We have excess iron in our food supply, excess iron in us. And iron, when it's too much in our body, we get diabetes, heart disease, neurodegeneration, fatty liver, we get lipofuscin. And so I think that's where it earns the name panacea, really, mm -hmm. is it's is Shilajit's effect on iron overload. 
And Matt, like, because you've got heaps of amazing testimonials on your website from people that have used it. What are some of the improvements in symptoms that you've seen with people when they've started taking it? A lot of them are with energy, uh, mm. people just dealing with fatigue and, you know, they start adding back in carbs again and adding back in dairy and it helps a little bit, but a lot of people that have just come from like keto or intermittent fasting, um, and they start kind of getting back to a balanced way of life. Mm. Um, but still feel like they don't have as much energy as they used to have just adding it in, um, uh, really increases that also libido is a big one that I get, um, people where maybe one partner is higher than the other. They found it balances out that dynamic, which is really cool. Cause that could save relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually one of my favorite studies on Sheila G was on testosterone mm-hmm. and, um, how it actually increases, um, free and total testosterone just in 90 days. So three months, of 250 milligrams twice a day, but I think 500, you know, once a day would do it. And that's just like two and a half of my tablets. So it's not that much. And, uh, low testosterone is kind of an epidemic nowadays, both with men and women, you know, women Mm. needed too. Um, and it won't increase your testosterone. So I want to put that out there. You know, if you, you know, women, you aren't going to grow a beard or anything like that. It's not going to cause hirtuism or anything, but it brings hormonal balance with the minerals that it, that it Mm. gives you. Um, so yeah, energy, libido, um, brain fog is another one. And that's something that I suffered with. That's actually kind of what got me into health Mm. was just an inability to remember or concentrate or focus. Um, some people have said it's actually like an Adderall alternative that we're on Adderall for a while to, uh, you know, a lot of students in school take that. Um, and also just with various, um, health conditions as well. Um, just different things on their skin disappearing and, wow. um, yeah, kind of, I mean, when you work at the mineral level, um, you're allowing these enzymes to work, these enzyme highways, these electrical highways in the body and, you know, every organ, every gland, everything works better. Um, when those highways are open and that communication's happening. And so uh, it also has uh, glycine and GABA-like effects. It actually activates the GABA and glycine uh, receptors. So it's like an an anti-anxiety thing as well, um, which is fascinating. Uh, On my podcast, one of my guests just talked about glycine and how it's related to the life extension thing. Like, you know, people are all about caloric restriction, but you can actually get the same effect just by supplementing glycine amino acid mm. Mm. and it blew my mind that sheila actually activates the glycine receptor and gaba is that calming neurotransmitter mm. um and uh it also actually helps with diabetes so with glucose metabolism i think that's due to the minerals um probably copper is playing a huge role there mm. it actually contains active copper called ceruloplasmin um so I, I educate people a lot about like taking isolated supplements, which I played around with for years mm. and it's called the element game and the element game can turn ugly really quick. Mm. Um, case in point, lithium people that have high lithium in their well water can literally go psychotic 
Um, you know, it's used, you know, lithium is used in a pretty heavy uh, pharmaceutical drug for mental illness. But if you take the right form in a small enough dosage, it can actually have a strong antidepressant effect and not make you, you know, psychotic. <laughs> so yeah. it's really the form and the amounts and the ratios that are so critical. And when we start taking isolated, especially minerals, sure. we just have to know what we're doing, what connects with what, and just be aware that we're playing with fire and that we mm. could get burned. But with mm. Shilajit, it's all intelligent, you know, nature created. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, they pretty much just purify the resin with hot water. And then you could buy it just straight as a resin or compressed yeah. as I do in, into tablets, which is just easier to take. It's less messy. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, um, so Matt, so I guess just to finish up the practical side of it. So, you know, yours, we've got yours, actually, there's none left. I went to order some the other day. When are they coming back in stock? By the time we release now, this yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, great. I'll get on and yeah. order some. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so just talk through the dosage, when to take it, how much to take. Yeah. So the, it's really important to start slow. Mm -hmm. um, if anyone's ever seen the matrix, this might sound really sales pitchy, but I believe it is the red pill. And whenever someone's here working on the house or someone here in Idaho, I'm face to face with, and they ask, what is Sheila G? I'm just like, where do I begin? Mm. I just started off as saying it's the red pill from the matrix because it. it was traditionally used with milk. Actually. Um, a lot of, uh, children grow up with that cocktail, just drinking milk and taking Shilajit and uh, in India, Northern India. And it, I believe you could kind of live on that, <laughs> just milk and Shilajit. So that th those actually synergize a lot. Mm. Um, if you ever want to try that combination. Um, but uh Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Because how I take mine is in the morning, usually with my breakfast right. with coffee. So, like, you know, the recommended dosage I think on there is like three to five a day. So, would you say if you first get them, start with two or three a day three, for a while? Even one. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a powerful heavy metal chelator. And I didn't say mm -hmm. that. And, um, you know, that's kind of used in, in marketing a lot in the health field like, oh, mm -hmm. chelate your heavy metals and, mm -hmm. you know, your mercury, your lead, your aluminum. But this is the real deal. And mm. if your body's detoxification systems aren't running properly, then you could liberate those metals mm. and they could just float around and end up somewhere else and cause more harm. Um, and Shilajit does cross the blood brain barrier. Mm -hmm. And so um, long story short, <laughs> um, if someone's never done like a metal cleanse mm. uh, with like sauna therapy or magnetic therapy or anything um, and they don't know they're heavy metals, then start with one or two a day mm -hmm. um, just so you don't get a headache. Cause if you get a headache or some symptom like that, most likely is chelating metals and those metals are floating around and they're not getting excreted fast enough. Mm -hmm. So you could probably speed that up by jumping in a sauna and sweating it out mm -hmm. which is the way to get metal heavy metals out of your system but it works better. I mean, Shilajit is a synergizer for every therapy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, start slow, you know, don't start with five. I wouldn't even say start with four. Um, if you feel fine with one, if you don't feel anything from two, you can keep slowly increasing, but just do so with caution. I would say um, to be safe, 
take it with food. Uh, Because if you take it on an empty stomach, it could definitely have, you could feel kind of high and Mm. some people don't like that feeling. (laughs) Mm. I personally like it. Um, but the, the effect is a little, uh, a little more balanced if you take it with a meal, Mm. but sometimes I'll just take it, you know, I'll have my breakfast, I'll have my coffee and then Mm. I take my Shiology and that's kind of my usual routine with it. Um, Mm. But sometimes I'll take it midday if I'm just feeling a little tired too. Okay, cool. So start with one, see how you feel, take that maybe for a week and then you can build up eventually if you want to, to five, take five a day in the morning. I mean, I always have mine with the breakfast and the coffee because it's just easy Um, with the vitamin E as well with the Pufa Protect. Um, Cause you know, like obviously you got to try and remember to do it as well. I think get into a good consistent routine and then up to five, yeah? Five is maximum that you would take? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. if you're somewhere where it's hot, like where you guys live, you know, go outside and just, you know, have some water ready just to flush because, you mm. know, there's, I come from the cleansing world and there's so much BS in that world, you know, uh, expensive cleanses and all these things, but this is real. Mm. And as I said, if you do feel weird, mm. then just just upping your water a bit just to flush and mm. sweating at the same time. So oh. if it's really hot outside, just go in there and sitting or sitting in sauna and that will speed up that effect. If you feel like a headache or a little weird, but most people will not, most people feel great from mm. it. Um, but yeah, you just want to go slow. I personally take five a day and that's mm. one gram. So each tablet is actually 200 milligrams. Mm. So I'd say a lot of the benefits come from when you get in the three tablet a day range like with that testosterone study that I referenced. Cool. Um, awesome. Okay, guys. So you can, Matt's given us a discount code, Kitty15, which will give you 15% off, which you can use on all of his products in his website. Matt's based in the state. So a lot of our listeners are from the US, but if you're outside of the US, he does ship internationally. And I always say to people, like, just stock up on a few things while you're there, which will save you on the shipping. That's always what I do. We're pretty lucky in Australia. We don't get sort of pinged with any, I've never had any issues with customs. I don't know about other countries, um, but my, yeah, I think just buy a few stuff and you can um, buy a few things and you can stock up. So awesome. Well, thanks so much, Matt. It's always such a pleasure having you on the podcast. We'll have to do a whole podcast about bloody beehives and (laughs) making making honey. It's always really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I should try giving them some shilajit. Some people actually said- uh, salt water is beneficial for us. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sure you'll be experimenting with everything. Well, we can hear all about it on the next podcast, but thanks again for, um, for coming on and I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon. Awesome. It's always so much fun. Thanks, Kitty. Thanks. Bye. Bye.